Good morning. Centuries ago, the psalmist said, this is the day that God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I rejoice on this first Sunday as your new senior minister. Thank you for that warm welcome and for all of your hospitality. My name is Mark Williams, and I'm looking forward to getting to know each and every one of you in the days and weeks and months to come. Good morning. He said senior minister. Did you hear that? (laughs) I'm Reverend Angela Wells-Bean. I'm your minister for congregational care. We are so thrilled to have you with us here in person this morning and all of those who are joining us remotely. Welcome to Naples United Church of Christ. And a special welcome as well to all who are connecting with us online at Bentley Village, Arbor Trace, via podcast, wherever you may be, know that you are included here in this congregation. I'd now like you to ask you to register your attendance with us, but pay close attention. Today's instructions are a little bit different. If you are here in the sanctuary, you'll want to grab those blue folders that are at the edge of each pew, but you'll notice today they have these postcards in them. These are called Climate Hope Cards, and back in June, Andy Wells-Bean did a moment and told us all about the significance of the Climate Hope Cards, a campaign that our national setting is doing, urging our legislators in Washington to protect the planet. So grab one of these cards out of the attendance pads as you're passing it down the aisle. Take a moment to fill out the back of it sometime during worship, and then put this card in the offering plate when the offering comes around. So For you who are in the sanctuary, those are your instructions. Grab one of these and then put it in the offering plate. If you're worshiping with us remotely, this past week, these were sent out digitally. So you can go ahead and print it out and fill it out and send it in on your own, or you can send it here to the church and we will make sure it gets to the right place in Washington. So you can absolutely participate even if you're remote. Um, And if you're remote, we'd like you to register your attendance with us. The way you do that is go ahead in the comment section, write your name and where you're worshiping from this morning. And while you're there, you can also click on a link which will pull up a PDF of our bulletin so you can follow along with the service order. And if you are worshiping remotely, you'll note that we are going to celebrate Holy Communion today. So you're going to want to make sure that your elements are prepared. And many thanks to all in the congregation who brought forward cans for communion earlier this morning. Those cans will help to benefit the mission of Grace Place. Let us prepare our hearts and minds for worship. We come fearful of sharing, fearful of losing our tenuous grip on our security, fearful of reaching out and knowing the pain of others. We come overwhelmed by the hunger, overwhelmed by the suffering of children near and far, overwhelmed by endless tales of senseless violence and greed. We come aching from the weight of the responsibility, aching from the chilling challenge of knowing our abundance, aching from the gnawing awareness that we know we have much to share. In our time together this morning, may our loaves and fishes be blessed and broken and shared. Come, let us worship the God of abundance. 
Let us unite our hearts and voices together in an invocation printed in our bulletins. Merciful God, all that we have to offer feels so small in comparison to the vast needs in our world. Nowhere near enough to save those dying of starvation all around the globe or even to meet the needs of the hungry and homeless in our city. Yet you once multiplied five small loaves and two fish. Be with us in our worship this morning, so that what we have to offer will become greater than the sum of our parts. And because of your grace and providence, we will be able to make an impact on those who hunger here and abroad. Amen. I invite you to be in a spirit of prayer with me as I offer this morning's pastoral prayer. Let us pray. Abiding and loving God, the draws of this world so easily draw us away from you. We are thankful for this sacred time. Time to recenter our compass and point it towards you, to reflect on our lives and make sure our priorities are in the right order. Thank you for this hour to pause and breathe, to reconnect with you and each other. This world tells us that there's not enough, not enough housing, not enough food, not enough money, not enough to go around. But we know that those are lies told to us by a market driven by scarcity. Help us to trust in your divine abundance, trusting that there's more than enough food, more than enough shelter and medicine to go around. You have blessed humanity with everything we need. We ask you to bless us with the wisdom to use your resources wisely. When we feel lonely, Remind us that there are others in our community, our church, our networks who want to love and support us. If only we had the courage to say, I'd like some company. When we are struggling with finances, remind us that there are people who are generously willing to help. If only we'd have the courage to say, I need some assistance. When we become overwhelmed by the problems of this world, the wars, the political infighting, the plight of the planet, remind us that we are only called to do our small part, that you multiply our efforts, and that there are others working on the problems that we don't have the capacity to address. Your son, Jesus, took a few small loaves of bread and fish and fed thousands because they all shared with one another. When we give, others give, and the effects are compounded. When we help, others help. When we have the courage to speak out, others lift up their voices, and we're able to see the change around us. Help us, O oh God, to not throw up our hands, but to remember that we are the ones you have been waiting for. So let us help. And let us ask for help when we need it, so that we can be loaves and fish, feeding the spiritual and material hunger of our community in the wider world, for we know there is more than enough to go around. 
We offer this prayer in the name of your Son, Jesus, the risen Christ, the one who fed thousands and who first taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This morning's scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14. And if you'd like to follow along in your bulletins, you're welcome to do so as the text is printed in them. Hear these words. Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, and he cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000, besides women and children. May God bless our modern hearing of this sacred story. The story gets told of the 28-year-old young man living in East London who was excited about proposing to his girlfriend, Leanne, wanted to find the best, most spectacular way he could do it. His name was Ernest, and he enclosed a $12,000 wedding ring inside a helium balloon. But do you know that as Ernest left the specialty jewelry store, the balloon got pulled out of his hand and began to rise above the rooftops of London? Ernest drove all around the city for two hours trying to track it down, but the wedding ring was lost. The London Sun picked up on the story the newspaper did, and they asked Ernest, why did you do it? Ernest said, well, I had a really great idea. I would give my girlfriend a pin, and as she popped the balloon, I would literally pop the question. And now she's mad at me. She wants me to get her a new ring. 
I was looking, said Ernest, to get off to the loudest, most spectacular start to the relationship as I possibly could. I'll let you in on a little secret this morning. I am Ernest. (laughs) For the great temptation today on this first Sunday is to get my relationship off with you in some kind of great, big, impressive way. Pop the best sermon I can on you. Wow the crowds. Cast an inspiring vision. For that is conventional wisdom, is it not? If you want to start off the best way you can, you got to go big. Some months ago, I recall sitting around a conference table with your pastoral search committee. A question, a rather juicy question, got asked to me. In your first week of ministry at Naples UCC, who will you listen to for advice? I responded back to the search committee with the answer of Jesus. A loaded question and a loaded answer for sure. And do you know this past week I overheard Jesus sharing a word of wisdom to his disciples about the best way to start off with the crowd. Said Jesus back to his disciples, I want you to go small and trust in me. For when you think about the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 in Matthew chapter 14, that is the contour of the story, is it not? The disciples notice that the crowds are very, very hungry, and the disciples only have five loaves of bread and two fish, and they share back with Jesus, all of the crowds are really hungry in this moment. What are we going to do? Jesus, I think we should send them to the villages so that they can go and get food. But Jesus reminds them, no, I have a different kind of strategy. I took my children to the Naples Zoo just the other day, and there was a teenager there that was wearing an athletic shirt, and it said, go big or go home. That is what the disciples were presenting to Jesus, at least early on in this story. And we do get their humanity, do we not? For all of us who want to make a difference in this world, who want to make an impact with the crowds, one of the great temptations is if we can't go big, well, then we just got to go home. Send them to the villages, Jesus. Perhaps in your desire to be good, you want to be the good Samaritan, but you can't be the great Samaritan, and so you get discouraged. Or in your desire recently to help a friend or a neighbor in a complex situation, you want to do something kind for them, but you can't solve the whole problem right away. And so you're just tempted. If you you can't go big, you might as well just go home. If you're trying to reach out in, in ministry or mission here in the community and you think about all of the problems that the community has and the world has, and it just feels like on some days you're trying to, in doing good, empty the ocean with an eyedropper. I mean, if I can't go big, then maybe I just ought to go home. And it is into this go big or go home mentality that Jesus spoke words to his disciples, words of promise and words of hope. Bring those five loaves of bread and two fish to me. The rest, you might say, is history. 
reluctant at first, the disciples brought forth that little bit, what could have amounted to an amount of food that could have fit inside one of those children's backpacks. Jesus gives thanks, presents the food to heaven, and Jesus and the disciples, in a miraculous way, are able to serve 5,000. Indeed, when the disciples were willing to go small and trust, something mysteriously beautiful happened. Five loaves of bread, two fish. One of my favorite preachers, his name is Fred Craddock, and he was talking one day about this concept of going small and trusting in God, and he likened it to the following analogy. He said, so often as followers of Jesus, we make believe that the Christian life is like God handing us a $1,000 bill. And our job to come is to come to the altar and hand God that $1,000 bill and say, here's my life, God, have it all. But the reality of the matter, said Craddock, is it's more like God taking that $1,000 bill, handing it back to us and saying, go to the bank and cash it in for quarters. And each day we put our quarter in. One prayer here, one kind action here, one can here, include one person here, one little piece of communion bread here, one gift here, one step to the church here. Faithfulness, said Craddock, happens 25 cents at a time. Five loaves of bread, two fish. I recall a few months ago moving some of my personal belongings into the senior minister office here at Naples UCC, and my wife Emily was helping me with this task of getting my office uh, set up, and we had a number of cardboard boxes that had yet to be unpacked. And I remembered, as sometimes happens when I was in the spot, sharing with her all of my helium big ideas as to what it was that I wanted to do at Naples UCC. And I was going on and on and on and on, but she wasn't saying much. So I asked her, well, what do you think? Because she too made the top of that list for the search committee. And she just looked back at me and I recall her saying, what do you say we start in a big way by unpacking a couple of boxes? Five loaves of bread, two fish. If you came to worship this morning looking for an impressive helium field start to this relationship, I don't have that. But what I do have is an impressive God. A God who can take that which is small and multiply it. A God who can work wonders from our small efforts, a God who can maybe do more than what I can even imagine today. So what do you say we start by unpacking a couple of boxes together? What do you say we keep putting our quarter in faithfully day after day? What do you say we go small and trust in what God can do? Five loaves of bread, two fish. And now as you go forward in a spirit of love and service 
Do not be discouraged by the size of the challenge. Instead, go small and trust in what God can do. But first, a benediction. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warmly on your face. May the rain fall softly on your fields. And until we all meet again, may the Lord Jesus Christ hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Go in peace.